you're dead. I don't care how many times you've heard the illustration. You're sinking, you're drowning, you're about to go down for the last time and God throws you the life preserver, but you got to grab it. Dead men don't grab. I am called to be biblical. We don't need to hear from clever men. We need to hear from the inspired scriptures. You, wicked brothers of mine, meant it for evil. Meant it, meant it, 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 evil, meant it, meant it. God, same word, meant it, meant it, it, evil, meant it, for good. You'll keep infusing yourself into the stories of the Bible like you're the hero. You're not David. The Bible's not about you. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, we're so glad you're here. Thank you for stopping in and listening. If you are not a new listener, if you're a return listener, thank you so much for coming back and God bless you for coming back to listen to my ramblings. Um, as I said in my introduction, I am a history major. I very much enjoy all the histories. I enjoy um, the American Revolution and church history. And today we're going to talk a little bit about some church history. Today, we're going to talk about the Westminster Shorter Catechism. And if you are part of our house, you will also know these as the catastrophics. Um, but the catechisms were written in 1646 and 1647 by the Westminster Assembly. The purpose of a catechism is to teach children and new converts the basics of our faith, the foundational doctrines of our faith. Um, these catechisms is, these catechisms are based on the larger catechism, which was used by preachers to teach their congregations during sermons. Catechisms are a question and answer kind of format. It's helping kids and new converts, um, learn about our doctrine without actually memorizing scripture on its own, without, um, memorizing things like the Lord's Prayer and the Ten Commandments, um, or it makes it easier to memorize those things. Martin Luther was kind of um, one of the first ones, at least, to kind of come up with this way of memorization. The Westminster Shorter Catechism is made up of 107 questions and answers. The first 12 deal with God as the Creator. 13 through 20 deal with the original sin and the fallen state of man's nature. Questions 21 through 28 talk about Christ as the Redeemer and the benefits that come from His redemptive work. 39 through 84 discuss the Ten Commandments. Questions 85 through 97 teach about the sacraments of baptism and communion. And the final set of questions, 98 through 107, teach about the Lord's Prayer. One of the most Famous catechisms, and probably my personal favorite, is the question, what is the chief end of man? To which children and new converts would answer, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. A couple of other questions from the catechism are questions like, what is God? 
The answer would be God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. Are there more gods than one? There is but only one, the living and true God. Another favorite of mine is question number 33. What is justification? Justification is an act of God's free grace wherein he pardoneth all our sins and accepteth us as righteous in his sight, only for the righteousness of Christ imputed to us and received by faith alone. And the list obviously goes on and on. There's 107 questions, and we're just not going to get to them all in this podcast. These are just a few that I really like, and so far we have taught our children. I'm sure you're wondering, Katie, why is this important? Why are you giving us a history lesson on this? Why do we need to know this? All the questions my children ask me in toddler terms. But um, first off, um, I'm giving you a history lesson on this because I feel like it's really, 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 really important for us to understand the foundations of our faith. These questions, especially what is our purpose or what is the chief end of man and what is justification are really important to cover because these are things we hear, we either hear about all the time or we ask about all the time, and we don't quite have the answers anymore to these questions. Um, being a younger person, I'm only 27, um, I can still remember, and I'm sure a lot of you can remember too, um, when you're a teenager kind of wondering what your purpose is. And um, a lot of people kind of tie that to our career, our job, you know, if we're going to be a mom, if we're going to be a dad, if we're going to be... Um, a teacher, if we're going to work at a bank, if we're going to do this, we're going to do that, you know, that's kind of what we tie our purpose to. And the very first question in this catechism is what is the chief end of man or what is the purpose of man? And it's not tied to our career. <laughs> Ultimately, our chief end, our purpose is to glorify God and enjoy him. Or as John Piper would put it, to glorify God by enjoying him forever. And I think it's really important to have these answers for young people that this is our chief end. Our chief end, our purpose is to glorify God. And the other question I mentioned, what is justification? That one's important because we hear that word all throughout scripture. We hear that word in preaching all the time. And I remember when my husband and I started kind of looking into the catechisms um, and deciding if we were going to use them in our family. And he asked me what justification was, and he asked me to explain justification. And although I'd heard this word my entire life, although I, I kind of knew a vague concept of what justification was, I really couldn't tell him. I didn't have a confident answer to what is justification. So that's when we've kind of decided, yeah, this is important, not just for our kids, but it's important for us. So we started learning more about the catechisms. Understanding these questions are vitally important to our faith. I was, I mean, I was 27 years old before I learned about these questions and learned the answers. And I grew up in church my whole life. So it's probably safe to say this is a pretty common problem of kind of knowing what things mean, but not really knowing. And these questions give you a biblical answer to our faith. They ask you questions about our faith and then it gives you the answer and they're all straight from the Bible. They all have biblical references under them when you look them up online. Now that we understand why it's important to maybe think about doing catechisms within your family or within your church, um, we now need to talk about what these catechisms are based on. 
This particular catechism was based on the Westminster Confessions of Faith. Most churches have a confession of faith or something they adhere to when teaching and preaching. To find a catechism that you feel like would work for your family, you should start by asking your church elder board, what is our church's confessions of faith? Some churches don't have these. They claim their only creed is Christ. Now, I don't really know if that's exactly what they claim, but that is what my husband always says when we talk about churches who don't have a creed or a confession. So I'm just going to cite him for that source. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, full disclosure, but that that's their basic gist is they have no creed, but Christ, they don't adhere to any doctrine or any theology for that matter, which if you think about it, theology is like talking about God. So everybody has a theology. Anyways, we won't get off on that today. What is scary about churches without a confession of faith is that they can literally teach whatever they want about the Bible and about God and about Jesus and about sacraments, and there is no one and nothing to hold them accountable to holding a biblical principle. I'm sure you might be thinking, some of you out there might be thinking at least, but Katie, why can't we just claim Jesus as our creed? Well, Jesus should be part of our creed. Your creed should point to Christ and his work on the cross. But I believe Vody Bauckham said it best when he said, one wonders how they separate themselves from Mormons, Jehovah's Witness, or Muslims, all who would claim to believe in Christ. So our creed or confession helps us to find our Christology so we don't fall into thinking that we serve the same God as other religions, which is really a much more slippery slope than one may realize. Um, I know growing up in the small town that I grew up in, it was real easy to fall down that rabbit hole of thinking we're all serving the same Jesus. What does it matter what we believe? What does it matter what our doctrine is? And here I am at 27 realizing, oh, doctrine's really, really important, and we really, really need to be knowing exactly what we believe. But ultimately, catechisms are a great way to teach new converts and children the foundations of our faith, as well as safeguarding them against false doctrine that really is all around us. Now, I'm not saying you should go home right now and start teaching these to your children. I would certainly encourage that. Um... I think it's a wonderful habit, and it's really best to start as young as you can teaching these foundational truths. This is by no means a qualifier to our faith, but it is an underutilized tool that we have in our tool belt, so why not use it? And that's the basics of the Westminster Shorter Catechisms. Um, if you would like to hear a series of me breaking down the catechisms and talking about what they mean, the biblical context behind them, um, go over to my Instagram page at Keep Your Pearls Podcast or email me at keepyourpearls at gmail.com and let me know that that's something you would be interested in hearing. And until tomorrow, go serve your king.